What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I hope things are well on your side of the world or wherever you are today. Uh, we're in Canada still. I can't believe it. It's been a very, very long while since we've done a podcast. Uh, you know what? Like, it's very difficult to manage trying to think about content for Instagram, trying to think about content for YouTube, trying to think about content for 1MR, trying to run 1MR, trying to run a coaching business, trying to worry where your YouTube views have gone and among the other stresses of life away from business, it becomes very difficult to like find the the motivation honestly like the 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 i'm ready to fucking talk for half an hour it's quite hard to to do but i am determined to bring this as part of part of the brand because i do know that a lot of people get a lot of value from podcasts i'm one of those people you know at one point on this channel on this youtube channel we'll get it uh, on this podcast channel we were getting like five thousand downloads an episode that's crazy so you know we can get back up there very very soon um i'm hoping when we do start to find somewhere where we know we're going to be for a long period of time um, obviously we we're here for a long period of time we could have done it here but i'm hoping when we go back to dubai we can have a little bit of more of a professional setup an actual office like i've not really had an office since i've been in canada because we changed airbnbs twice which was a little bit uh which was good but it was a little bit frustrating because i couldn't settle into one place to work um and now really i've just got like a kitchen table uh, rather than like a proper office but I think if I do get somewhere for like six months uh, committed in Dubai I'll probably get myself a little table a chair and like an office and we can create some vibes but for now in the outhouse is still pretty vibey so we're um, like I said five weeks until we go home I cannot believe it's September 6th already we came out here June 15th June 13th maybe uh, and while we've done a lot we've done a lot in that time uh you know, it, you kind of like have those moments when you kind of blink and you think, fuck, it's, it's, it's flown by actually. But we've had a lot of good times, a lot, a lot of good times and uh, many, many more to come. I think one of the things for us, or at least for me anyway, I'm a super nostalgic person. I'm a super, uh, I'm a lover, not a hater, you know, like I love Canada and I know that leaving is going to like break my heart and like leaving holidays when I was young, I used to get that feeling in my neck of like crying and stuff. I still get that now. And uh, I know that I'm going to feel that, but one thing that we've got to look forward to is that we ain't going home, baby. We ain't going home. We ain't going back to, to England. Um, or if we are, it's it's briefly. And uh, that's exciting. It's exciting to then go and spend some time in Dubai. We've done three or four weeks. We loved it, you know. So for us, we're now going to go do four or five months, you know, which will be, um, which will be exciting, you know. And we found that it takes a bit of time for uh, for you to settle in, maybe a couple of weeks. Then it takes a bit of time for everyone else to settle you in, you know. And that's one thing that we noticed here in Canada is, within three or four weeks, you know, people have started going, "All right, these guys are here to stay. These guys are in here every day. These guys are, you know." And then they start to let their barriers down, let their walls down, and start to, you know, ask what you're doing, where you're from, and you know, kind of from from that week four or five in Canada, like we were kind of like familiar in the gym. And I know that that's that that similar thing. Um, was just starting to happen in Dubai at the end and I think that when we go back I'm hoping we can pick up where we left off and sell right back in so I'm pretty excited for the future I think there's a lot to go on I'm in the middle of my off season right now week 9 coming into week 10 
this is week nine, week ten will be next week of my cycle, right? So when we do off seasons on seasons, really it's just on cycle off off cycle. Absolutely ham dinging it right now. I'm not gonna lie, ham dinging the drugs in me. <laughs> um, I do like 180 milligrams of testosterone every other day. That works out at like 550 on one. No, it works out at like 360. Five forty one week, and the next week it's like fucking six fifty, right? So it's about an average of about six hundred milligrams of testosterone. That is like a hundred milligrams more than I've ever used. Uh, I'm five years in, so that's pretty hefty. Uh, and then Mastron is like three, like we could say four hundred. It's three eighty, but it's basically four hundred every other day. That's twelve hundred a week on a good week. Well, it's actually eleven hundred on a good week, and then like thirteen on a on a week. I'd do it four times, so that's about an average of twelve hundred. That's sixteen hundred milligrams. Uh, sorry, eighteen hundred milligrams of anabolics. That's uh, that's pretty gnarly. That's pretty fucking time to get big, you know. Time to make a mark on the pro lead style. And uh, one thing that John made very very apparent is, in order to get to muscle masses that you have never been before, when you are an IFB pro, when you've been doing this for five ten years, when you've been doing this as your life, you're dedicating your entire life to it, then the risk to reward ratio of that drug model kind of creeps up a little bit in terms of you accept more more risk because the reward is bigger. You know, for me, I'm I'm, I'm gunning for that title for that top. So I needed to go higher than I've ever been before, which is what I'm doing. Um, my growth hormones at six I use. Like, I've never done more than four. Six, I definitely feel, feels great. A uh, little bit of uh, Lantus in there, which is slow-acting insulin. A little bit of Nova Rapid, which is fast-acting insulin. Nothing crazy. And then just marrying all of those compounds into one. Like, it's a, it's a really good time. We did try MPP for a little bit. Like, MPP is super quick. So within three or four days, that's peaking in your system versus like three or four weeks with testosterone. Literally by the end of the week, my hands were like fucking Michelin. They already are, but like they were like Michelin man hands. And my feet were blown out. And just the water retention was super, super high. It was also combined with a little bit of gyno at the time. So we know if you've got testosterone and then you add MPP in, MPP still aromatizes. So you're just adding aromatized compound, aromatizing compounds into the system when I was having issues. We just dropped the MPP because it was the quickest one to remove and we just didn't put it back in. A uh, little bit annoying because I'm in Canada, so I'm not like in a place where I can keep those. Whenever I was in the UK and you buy something that you don't use right now, you use it next year or at some point. I'm going to have to throw these away, I think, which is kind of annoying. We're like two or three vials of MPP, which are not cheap here. It's like 70 bucks each vial. So hopefully I've got a friend I can give it to and use it one year. Um, so that's pretty much it. I'm on that cycle. I'm 121.1 kilos this morning, uh, which is pretty much peak off-season weight last year. I pretty much got to about 120.8, 121, which for me feels light now. Not light, but like I'm starting to feel heavy. But when I was 121 last year, I was heavy. Like I did, it, just, it was heavy on me. Heavy breathing, heavy sleeping, heavy walking. And uh, it doesn't feel like that this time. So I definitely think like a one, a 124, 125 is a, is a good realistic push for the next... 10 weeks, 10, 11 weeks, or 11 and a half weeks, I should say. So that's kind of what I'm looking at there. Roughly uh, 125 kilos, 280 pounds or so. I'm 265 now, so another 15 pounds, another 10 pounds. And then I'm not 100% sure what I'll do. 
Um, I'll wait for John, John Dewitt, who's my coach, uh, his kind of approval of what happens next. But there will be a maintenance phase. There's going to have to be a phase where I pull down food as well because I'm definitely not... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hungry at the moment. I say by pretty hungry, I mean I can finish my 4,700 calories, but there's going to be a point where it's just too much. right? And it's going to be probably at the end of the off-season, right? So... The worst thing you can do, or I'll say the worst thing, one of the hardest things to do is to come off cycle at 6,000 calories, 5,500 calories. Try and maintain all that appetite, training, without the gear. It's, it's very, very hard. So we'll see what we do when we get there. Um, what else is new? Thinking I'm going to compete next year. I think I've pretty much worked it out. Like, I, I, I need two blasts at least. I probably need, I probably need four to get to where I need to be muscle mass wise so I'd like to do two now and then the third one would be like when prepping and then I'm hoping that is going to be good enough to like make a make a alright this guy's here to fucking party right this guy's got the potential um, maybe that's like a level that could qualify for the Olympia because if we could think about the Olympia right there was 60 people yeah well the last 30 didn't even get a look in so if I could be one of those guys like at least I've qualified right um, so like there's definitely potential to qualify right I think right now I could beat someone at the Olympia I, I genuinely believe I could beat someone at that Olympia stage last year so therefore I know that I have the ability to qualify it's just going to be what show where when how uh, how do I want to do that do I want to do that in America, Canada, and do I want to do that a week show, hard show? And those would be the decisions that will come into play when we come into that second blast. So, you know, this will probably push into November, December, January off, and then back on for four months or so, or five months, and then come off, and then we can prep again. But I, I do want to compete. Like, competing to me, unfortunately, I say unfortunately because I think, I think if I was optimal... I probably wouldn't compete next year. If I weren't, if if I was if I was twenty seven right now, I wouldn't compete next year. I'm not. I'm thirty one this year, which is crazy. So I need to kind of keep my foot down on the competing side of things. Um, it's way. It offers way too many benefits in terms of business. In terms of yeah, that's literally it. Just in terms of business, like income goes up, eyes on you go up, your brand goes up. We went from sixty thousand to one hundred and five thousand followers in 12, 10 weeks last time you know if we do that over a longer period of time this time and compete and do classic and get put on some pages and you know we could do the exact same if not double you know so it's a big big goal is to to grow the brand and I think a lot of bodybuilders maybe rightly so but can get lost in just being a bodybuilder bodybuilding unless you are top five even then top five Olympian in open uh, you ain't making no money. It's really difficult to make some money. You can win a pro show, maybe maybe make ten grand. There's ten grand good for a year, probably not. If you win five shows that all give you ten grand thousand dollars, by the way, that is v an extremely high amount of shows for like the average wit. You know, for for a, for a, for a good for a good wage in in the U.S. or a good wage everywhere else, right? So. You gotta think about the business side of things. I think sometimes, um, so that's where like the coaching and one of our comes in. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of what I'm uh, foreseeing in the future. But there is um, 
there's a lot of time in between, so we'll see what happens. I'm definitely feeling the best I ever have, but I, I, I know that um, I'm not good enough yet. You know, I'm not big enough yet. Uh, I'd say I'm not big enough yet. I'm good enough, for sure. I, I, I think that there's many aspects that I have that tick the boxes. The main one that is there right now that I don't have ticked is just the size. I think when I look at all these guys winning, I've got their shape better. I've got their condition better. It's just the size, and it will, I will be found wanting on stage next year. So uh, I'm very, 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 very confident in what two blasts would bring me. I think last year I did one. I did, literally did 20 weeks on. I say that I did 20 weeks on, then I did another 20 weeks on <laughs> uh, because my blood was all good. Um, but we will be taking time off this time. So pretty intrigued to see kind of how this unfolds, and of course with the new coach as well. So. Um, we're going to go through a few questions now just to kind of wrap up the back end of uh, this podcast. I'm just going to do like 25 minutes, half an hour until we get back into this. I will just ask some simple questions that you guys can follow me on Instagram, Josh Bridgman, and ask them whenever you want to. Uh, what are your thoughts on an identity crisis with being a bodybuilder? More so thought of retirement. Um, I'm probably going to suffer with that. I think anyone who ever made anything of themselves in something, whether that be... Uh, a f uh, an investment banker, whether that be a football player, whether that be a tennis player, whether that be uh, a videographer, like anyone who has done anything great uh, and has identified with something for so long will probably suffer with a little bit of identity crisis. Uh, and I think maybe, I don't know whether they'll like me or not like me saying this, uh, but maybe Joe Brightman went through, Brighty I should say, uh, maybe went through a little bit of that when he tried to quit. Uh, a little bit of like, I've been known as the bodybuilder, the guy who looks good and feels good. I mean, he still looked better than everyone when he was natural, let's face it. Uh, but like, you know, the internal feeling of being the big guy, the internal feeling of walking into the gym and people actually looking at you and thinking, whoa, that guy's big, right? That becomes a norm for when we get to like, this level right and I think that when you lose that you see people stop looking people stop identifying you as the guy who wants to be great and wants to be a bodybuilder and all that like I would suffer heavily so I'm hoping that in the time of my bodybuilding identity I can build other identities of which I am very very happy to like identify with and uh, be a part of so that it's like a seamless transition you know and I'm hoping it's like a I've done my bit of bodybuilding now. I'm, I'm content with my with my innings, and I can leave that and be happy. And I've got this other identity to fall into. Um, that's how I foresee it. Or maybe I detach myself from having an identity, and I can live free and be happy. Who knows? Probably not though. <laughs> well, I'll probably just cry sleep every night. Um, don't really like these questions, but what compound have you found the most beneficial in your career? Testosterone, because you use it on a blast or on a cruise, but I'm not a big fan of, like, choose one, because no one ever chooses one. Um, will hit cardio affect muscle maintenance when cutting? Uh, the, the main thing you need to consider when you're talking about cardio types, uh, low-intensity steady state or high-intensity interval training, uh, which one has the impact on training the most? Actual lifting the weights. Uh, because that is what keeps the muscle, right? Burning calories ultimately is relatively the same. It's just what fatigue comes with burning those calories. So are you going to go run a Tough Mudder, uh, which burns a 1,000 calories, but you have to climb things, you have to jump over things, you have to run, you have to sprint, you have to uh, 
pull on a rope and your whole body is aching and sore from it but you burn a thousand calories or would you rather just sit on a nice comfortable bike in an air-conditioned room and just burn a thousand calories that way and that way only your legs take it it's like a good comparison to make there is like you know you're gonna get on there and yeah you can do the sprints and maybe you'll get a little bit more epoch which is like burning calories after uh the the exercise is over because you still continue to burn calories after but is that impacting training that's literally the only thing you need to think about if not go for it nine times out of ten it does so just do low uh, intensity steady state uh, how would you split a chest dominated push day pretty simple um i would do an incline press a flat press and a fly three exercises two or three sets on each and that would be pretty much it super simple you want to work in that upper mo- upper path movement uh, where your elbow is kind of coming up towards your head you also want to be going in that lower path where your elbow is coming down towards your sternum and then you want to be flying nothing crazy i mean like the type of machine that you use obviously will matter so if you've got a great really well equipped gym the incline press sounds a bit more exotic because it's a prime one it's an atlantis one but basically incline flat fly nothing crazy about it guys unfortunately uh, what's your favorite items on the new one Amara release? The knee sleeves. For sure, the knee sleeves. Um, they're so nice. I love the colors of them. Uh, they are. They rival SPD. They rival uh, the top brand of knee sleeves in the fucking world. They completely, they're exactly the same fucking material, right? Probably from the same manufacturer. I don't know that, but probably, right? So why wouldn't you go with the one that looks better with the logo, which is mine? <laughs> Uh, they're really, really good. There's a few tweaks, actually, that I'm going to try and make, and I think it's probably a few tweaks that these companies don't make. I'm going to try and shorten them a little bit more. I made them long initially, but I know that for people who've got stubbier legs, like myself, um, they ride a tiny bit, a very, very small bit, and I know that the smalls for some of the girls are a little bit big still, so we are going to bring in an extra small, take out a little bit of material and improve them. That's the one thing that I don't think other companies do that I do, but those knee sleeves, we know we've had our original knee sleeves in for two years now, and we've not changed them. We just had the black ones uh, the whole time, and they came in the little netted bag, and they were lovely. They were really, really good, but these are a level above. They are a level above, and we're going to just, we're actually going to get some bags made for these as well, so that there are the the little sweat box you can just throw them straight in the bags uh do you ever eat snacks on top of your cows if you're hungry in the bulk uh for example two or three hundred calories extra i would say it depends where i am in that bulk if you're early on in the bulk and your appetite is still really really high and you're gaining weight pretty easily i wouldn't uh if you are on that uh if you are on that area of like you've gained that initial weight where it's pretty fucking hard like pretty easy to gain that weight and uh body weight is moving up slower like for me for example like my body weight is around 120 121 most days regardless of what i fucking eat uh like yesterday we went out for uh uh turkish i hoovered up everything everything and i was full to the brim and i was like 0.3 up you know so i'm at that point so if i'm at that point which is a good two three probably three four months into your off season it's not going to make a huge difference just when you do that every day it starts to make a bit of a difference. Have you tried DECA HRT? That is, there is no such thing as that. Have you tried DECA instead of test for a base? That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy, y'all. No, 
don't do that either. Um, best or top three exercises to grow your quads? Super simple. Uh, super simple. Let me just see if my battery's going to die. We've got 11%. Super simple. Uh, uh, leg extensions are going to be the best. A hack squat or a pendulum squat. Whatever puts your knee over your toes the easiest with the most comfort. It's going to recruit the most quad. Um, why mast over Primo in the off-season? Personal preference or better E2 control? So I would generally prefer Primo where possible. But just where I was traveling a little bit, Primo, like real Primo, seems a little bit difficult to get. And I often wonder how much real Primo I've had in my lifetime because I don't quite feel like I feel right now with with uh, the equivalent of Mastron in. So really, Mastron is like, it's a lot cheaper, so people don't fake it. Primo is a lot more expensive, so like, if it's double the price and you put in half the amount of Primo, like, who's really gonna know? Like, you, it's very hard to know when most of the time these guys aren't just taking Primo on its own. If I was natural, if I was natural and then just started taking a, you know, 500 milligrams of Primo, then that's the way to feel if that's Primo. But when do we do that? We don't. We use testosterone, MPP. Da, 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 da. So you can barely feel if one of them is slightly off, unless that's testosterone, which is probably the easiest one to feel when it's off because test drive, uh, sex drive comes down, motivation comes down, energy comes down, focus comes down. Um, really, it's, 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 you know, it's pretty hard to do. Uh, coaching pricing, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy who actually just tells you because most people go, well, inquire within to find out, bro. Uh, it's gonna cost you 200 pound a month if you are natural or in lifestyle coaching. And it's gonna cost you 250 if you are assisted or competing. Uh, it's also cheaper, you get 10% off if you book six months at once and 15% off if you book a year at once, which people do because they're committed to the goal. So I think that's fair. I've put my price up to 300 pound before. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. I've been at 300 pound and like, you know what, I have a few people, a few people who have stuck with me. Um, but one thing that I noticed when I moved up to 300 was Less people bit, which means less people took the bait, less people took uh, the offer, because it's, it's a little bit further out of reach. Um, and then, like, I was looking at who was charging 300, 350, 400, and without the risk of destroying my own business, like, I don't think I could give what those guys could give, you know? Uh, I think about the Cal Raystrix, I think about uh, Rob from LRF, Think about uh, you know any of those any of those top coaches really now in the UK. Like if you're if 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 you're if you've got competitors, like your coaches at your show now. That's kind of how it is, right? I'm, I'm I've got a lot on my plate. I'm obviously not in the country. Uh, for me to get to every show, it it is it's, it's incredibly difficult. If I charged everyone three hundred pound and took. 50 to 100 pound extra per client that extra money would probably be my fucking plane tickets right to these different places and do so i felt like i wanted a fair offer um and i actually spoke to a lot of gurus you know i had a business coach at the time who was like you should be 350 400 you're josh bridgman i'm like yeah i'm josh bridgman but also i'm josh bridgman so let's keep this fair like that's kind of how i run all my businesses and it just it just it makes me feel so much more confident uh, in my in my in my service in my package in my uh, my product uh, 
that it's just it's way worth it like when I was doing 300 I was so nervous to tell people how much it cost I was so nervous to tell people their prices were going up so I didn't for 90% of people um, I was so nervous to you know get compared to someone who was 300 pound and was better than me and all this kind of stuff so for me 200 250 that's a really really fair price until the whole market creeps up there's no reason for me to um, and until my coaching team gets too much there's there's no reason for me to do that if I get like two or three coaches on there full and I don't want 80 clients, I want 20 and I want them to pay me 500, maybe I'll do that one day, but not right now. Uh, best times for growth hormone in a push-up phase. So glad that you said push-up phase because there are differences between pushing and uh, pulling down body fat. So pushing phases, I would say pre-workout is probably a really good one and then pre-bed. Like you could split those pre-workout and pre-bed would be really, really good. Growth hormone while you sleep, growth hormone before you train, both shown to uh, to help quite well. I won't do too many more. We're creeping up to 25 minutes, so I'll probably just do take it to half an hour and then we'll go from there. Is there a certain body fat you like a client to be prior to starting and continuing gaining phase? Absolutely. Absolutely. And seven times out of ten, uh, most people aren't in that position. So you generally enter like a priming phase for like six to ten weeks. I say six to ten because if you react really well six weeks if you react a little bit slower 10 weeks to pull off body fat get yourself in a position where you can then stay in a surplus for a long period of time the best thing that anyone can do in any type of bodybuilding scenario natural or not is stay in a surplus for as long as possible so in order to create that runway to stay in a surplus as long as possible you need less body fat because you're going to gain body fat right if you start in a position of compromised body fat you've only got so much runway until there's too much body fat so you want to create that runway which is always a really, really good idea. Um, how much should like food jumps be? It says when starting in an off-season, but food jumps in general will be dictated off performance and weight, right? If, you're, uh, if your natural body weight has got to move up, it has to move up, right? But 1% of your total body weight a week, uh, a month, sorry, is a really, really good place to be. If you're 100 kilos, there's a kilo a month, right? You gain just over half a pound to a pound a week. It would be a really, really good place to to go so if you're not gaining any weight you know to put food up when you put food up 200 to 400 calories would be a, more than enough of a bump there's no reason why you can't make a 200 calorie bump wait five days nothing happens do another 200 wait five days do another 200 right rather than just doing 600 in the first place and then like suddenly spiking up a shitload of weight much rather smaller incremental gains because you can make those small incremental gains and small incremental changes every three or four days it's not a big deal um where unless there's like a glaring you're losing weight right well clearly 200 calories is not going to make you gain weight let's put 600 in so super simple like that uh how to keep creatinine and gfr in check super simple um take like three or four days off before you do your blood test i bet you it's fine um stay hydrated astragalus is a really really good one as well um yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, you should be fine. Like, your your kidneys and liver and organs are built for stress. So, unless you're handing in the drugs in and all that type of thing, uh, I wouldn't worry so much. Just make sure you're fit, healthy, cardio. Uh, your electrolytes are good. You're hydrated. You're not too fat. And you're not taking too many drugs. And you should be okay. Um, otherwise, go to the doctor. Because you might have kidney disease. Um... 
When are the belts back in stock? Very soon, very very soon. I uh, we just got some samples come through for a new for new like core belts. We'll probably keep in year round. I've not. I wasn't super happy with the first belts. Uh, like they were really really good, but there were a few things I wanted to change. We then took those into the new belts, which was so so close. And that was like I, I love the logos, but it's not. It was like for a drop it was called the midnight range it was for a drop so the logo was different for it and i want like our original our og logo the one mr dot with just some original colors like a black and an orange for example and those would be like core belts so those would then just stay in stock year round rather than uh rather than creating a new belt for a new drop market it drop it sells out we're out of stock of belts for like three or four weeks and then we wait for the next drop i want to be I want to have those core products that are in, in stock all the time, um, which we'll get there. Opinions on Sam Selec. Um, so I haven't watched him beyond about two months ago. All I've done is seen his growth. Like when I first looked at his videos, he had about 300 maybe, maybe 200,000 followers. He's at 1.2 million now or over a million on, on YouTube, which is fucking crazy. Every one of his vlogs gets like four or five hundred thousand views. It's crazy. He's just got like the voice, the sweet talk, and the physique as well. Um, so I don't know how much he's changed since the criticism. I know that people went crazy at him for the criticism. Like his diet was awful. The way he trains is dog shit. I I, I I'm happy to say that. I don't care if he, if people think he's bigger. Than, he's not bigger than me. But if people think he's bigger than me, like. It's irrelevant, right? He trains like dog shit. He does not train very well. He might be training better right now. I haven't seen anything. He might be eating a little bit better right now. In fact, I'm going to load up a video after this and just find out. Uh, but, you know, when you're 21, which is crazy that he's 21 because he looks so old, and you're taking a load of gear, you're going to grow. And that is the perfect example of young and dumb. <laughs> you're still going to get those achievements. But he seems pretty self-aware. He seems pretty... Uh, introspective as well so i'm very very confident if he hasn't already i'm very confident he'll change his diet and he'll change his training very soon this year i reckon he'll do that as well because a lot of people would like knuckle down and be like no fuck you guys i'm gonna do what i want to do uh and like when you got like fuad egging him on a little bit because it's what fuad did right uh it's easy for him to do but i think when he did that full day of eating with hostile i think he got crucified so I think it'll be changing. Guys, we're going to leave that there. That's half an hour. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll be back again next week. Uh, so if you guys enjoyed, don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you guys.